Now, the Sports Cards and Collectibles Radio Show with Darren Kimura. Brought to you by the Honolulu Chinese JCs, Papa John's Pizza, Comics Etc., Fairway Independent Mortgage, MonsterBreaks.com, and Aloha Card Shop. Welcome to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. I am your host, Aaron Kimura, broadcasting here live from the beautiful downtown studios of ESPN Honolulu. We got a really fun show here for you folks. I, you know, I always try to bring as many different uh, guests on from different places, and, you know, we... we we scour the globe here trying to find them. In fact, the Keegan's over there giving the eye like, not, not the globe, we we scour the U.S. Well, we'll, we'll get some international guys here for you too, Keegan. So, And by the way, yeah, we got Keegan on the line here. So if you guys got any questions, give us a ring at 808-296-1420 or shoot us a text, same number, 808-296-1420. And uh, we will we'll make sure that uh, we get all of your questions answered. A um, couple things, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to touch on it a little bit just because I, I think it's important that, uh, you know, that, that, that we, we do try and address it. Um, it, it is definitely something that, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a, a hot topic here. The, the reality is that uh, Donald Mercado Kim did, did go out and actually, uh, you know, put, it, put an op-ed out there, an op-ed that is quite, quite frankly <laughs> – going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. Uh, you know, the, the thing about these longtime politicians, of course, is that so many of them have become almost, almost bulletproof. And I think when you go after the, the University of Hawaii and accuse them of mismanagement in, or making these kinds of interesting choices, um, I, I think it's, especially coming from a politician, I, I, I think it is going to rub a lot of people the wrong way because they feel like well, you guys as politicians do the exact same thing. And I know it's not, and by the way, this is 100% my opinion. Um, I, I've met her a few times as a person. I, you know, I have no problem getting along with her. But I think when you go out of your way to, to, to stress how wonderful a job you did and how the University of Hawaii itself is so poorly managed, and then in the same sentence uh, go so far as to say that you know, you guys have some oversight, then shouldn't that necessarily be then your responsibility to take responsibility for any potential perceived mismanagement that, that you're seeing? Meanwhile, these are the same people that, of course, keep allocating additional resources towards, uh, you know, different things that I think many in Hawaii would consider boondoggles. And quite frankly, there are quite a few things that historically in Hawaii are boondoggles. So when, you know, Whenever you start having politicians attack things like University of Hawaii and, and University of Hawaii sports in particular, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to take offense to that because I am a diehard UH guy. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I am going to defend <laughs> University of Hawaii till I'm blue in the face because, uh, you know, again, I'm a diehard UH guy. I, I, I attended every football game that I was at home during that 0 for year. Uh, and I've attended as many home games as I could for the for the better part of my life. So I'll always uh, for football. So I'll always be a a UH homer. Same with basketball as well and and baseball when I can. So um, if anybody has any comments about that and wants to talk about that, I'd be happy to engage with them in a reasonable conversation. But again, just know that you're talking to a diehard UH homer. But I think my opinion is shared by a lot of people that you know if you're gonna, if you as a politician are going to attack an institution that's a state institution and say you know, there's uh, there's mismanagement going on, but yet you're somewhat responsible for it, 
That's eh, a little funny coming from a politician. But anyway, uh, back back to sports cards and collectibles here. Now, we'll get off the sports thing a little bit and uh, uh, come back to just sports cards and collectibles. I, I had a, you know, last couple weeks we had no show, of course, with 4th of July, but we also uh, had me off island a little bit. And, you know, when I was on the island of Kauai, I was able to swing by Kukui Grove Shopping Center and got a chance to walk into you know, th this, this great shop, Crow's Nest Hawaii, and it pleases me with, beyond measure to bring Tyler Garcia on air right now. And Tyler, you know, we walked into that shop and I got a chance to say hi to you and loved looking at your shop and I'm so glad you're able to join me today. Hey there, I know it's so awesome being on the air and thank you for the invite. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, so uh, for those that don't know, Tyler's um, Crow's Nest uh, Collectibles shop is in the Kukui Grove Shopping Center. And, you know, we just happened to roll in there. And, uh, you know, Tyler, I, I always ask all my guests the same question. What what got you into collecting or collectibles? What was, what was sort of that impetus for you? I was when I was real small. It must have been seven or eight. My grandma bought me my first, uh, like, just pack of football cards, pack them, uh, Marvel cards. And a couple of my cousins were really big into Magic the Gathering way back 25 years ago. Oh, wow. And it's just, it's been a part of my life ever since. So were you a sports guy then? I mean, you, you just happened to uh, gravitate towards sports and then all of a sudden there's this movement around Magic and Pokemon and TCG. Were you, were you always sort of a sports guy first? You know, I've always been sports off and on. I played I tried out for football in high school. I played hockey in middle school. Oh, wow. uh, I did bowling almost my whole life. My grandparents, my grandparents, my whole family is all about uh, football. You know, Thanksgiving is a big time because we all meet and we watch the game, eat and talk story. But I've always had a real passion for uh, like tabletop games, like board games, uh, role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon. And that's what really caught me. So actually, you, you, even though you were surrounded by sports, it wasn't so much the sports cards as much as the the games and the gaming cards then. I mean, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, no, because the sports cards were really cool. Like, all the football cards, the hockey cards that I collected, I still got my I still got my old binder up in my closet. And it was really cool. And trading them back and forth was so awesome, especially in Kauai. We didn't have a lot of guys selling cards. There wasn't always a spot to get packs. We always had a small little magic community, a small little Pokemon community. So just is where I've been bouncing around ever since. Well, we're talking to Tyler Garcia from Crow's Nest on, uh, in the Kukui Grove Shopping Center on the Garden Isle of Kauai. And, uh, you know, sort of fast forward a little bit here. You're, you're, you're a gaming guy now. You're, you're playing games. You're collecting TCG cards and all of that. What was sort of the, you know what, I want to open a shop. What, what sort of was that next step? It was something that me and my cousin talked about all the time when we were growing up. He was the old, you know, he was my older cousin. I always talked about, oh, if we had a shop, if we had a shop. And Koi always had a shop, but it was never the same one. You know, mm. one guy, he couldn't, you know, the, the center didn't want him there anymore, so he had to close. Another one, you know, the lady that took up the mantle, you know, she, you know, she got on in years and had to close down. You know, just, and time and again, that's what it always was, you know, health problems, time, money. And it was just two years ago, and I was like, you know, it, it's it's time now. Like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Right, right. Well, I, and I got to ask you this, uh, only because I'm, again, 
couple same similar questions I ask everybody. Are are you a singles guy? You like to rip boxes, or are you are you a I want to make the whole set kind of a guy? What kind of a collector are you? Oh, I do everything. <laughs> if if somebody you know, I get I get guys that come in and you know we all we all sit and we rip packs when the new sets come out. And, you know, it's the excitement of getting exactly what you want out of a pack. The thrill of getting something that you you forgot about or you didn't know was in the set or maybe you didn't know it was in that special one. And that's always so magical to me. I love seeing that, like, especially when the kids come in, like put, put, like put money down and get a pack of Pokemon and they hit something really cool and they just blow up and the look in their face is just like that. That is what the shop is for. You know, it's really interesting. You mentioned that because I, you know, you've been around this long enough that you remember the days of the couple of dollar sports card packs. Right. And, um, let, let's let's be real here. There's there's not really that dollar two dollar sports cards pack anymore. Uh, and, and even Pokemon TCG Magic. I mean, even that's in the three to four dollar range. But at least it's reasonable. Uh, were you were you kind of still collecting when sports cards kind of went from five dollars to five hundred dollars? It was it was. Were, were you still around at that time, or did you kind of take a step back from sports already? That was right about. That was right around the time when Pokemon kind of came into my life. Mm. Like when, when the card game came in, the video game. You know, I was a young kid in middle school. Oh, that's so cool! And you know, I took a step away from the sports cards, but my a couple of my friends still collected and you know pulling those big signatures, pulling their rookies, pulling all those amazing cards. That was really cool. But I didn't quite stick around through that time. Actually, you might have gotten lucky then. Ah. Uh, I, I, I wish I would have. <laughs> well, I mean, because a lot of people, right, they, they got burned so bad when the when the packs went from $5 to a couple of hundred dollars. And, you know, let, let, let's be let's be real here. A lot of times with these sports, when they were, you know, $1,500, $2,000 a box, you were lucky if you got $200 back. So the, the rebate back was tougher. So it was a little harder to kind of keep buying. But with Pokemon, if you transition to Pokemon, little bit easier to try and get some rebate and it seems like i don't want at least i don't know of a pokemon set that started off at five hundred dollars a box it just it starts off where it starts off and it tends to go up oh yeah especially with pokemon you know if you're if you're going to you know your lg you know supporting your lgs you know they're gonna take care of the people that come and take care of you they're gonna make sure that they're giving you the best pack price they can and it's you know, it's everything's going up in price. You know, it's not. Unfortunately, it's not three three dollars ish anymore. You know, we're talking. You know, the the junk packs that no one hits inside. They're like four dollars. You know, the good packs start getting up there to five, six dollars. It's it's. I think it's more just everything going up that's driving those prices up. And I can't even imagine. You know, the big boxes for sports today. Yeah, I know. I mean, you're exactly right. But I think at least with Pokemon, there's a feeling like. On a, on a 10 12 15 dollar pack that at least you know you're chasing something that you know it, it's reasonable that it's in there whereas with sports cards boy sometimes it feels so painful when you're opening up something that you know you you just unfortunately you don't feel like there's necessarily that 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 guarantee now having said that and I'm going to talk about this later so I'm teasing the audience here a little bit there are definitely some sets that there, there's a lot of value in, in, in getting into opening those boxes. For the other ones, it seems like pure gambling. But, but Pokemon, it, it feels like because there's so much of a built-in game audience, 
that there's always going to be this growth in value. And even if you, you know, decided to collect one box, just, just buy a box, it seems like it's really hard for that box to go down in price. Does it, does it kind of feel that way for you with watching Pokemon? Like it seems to always go up in value. Uh, with Pokemon, especially especially since uh, everything started opening up after the pandemic, you know, Pokemon all trading cards went up exponentially in value. It was it was crazy. We were, see, we were seeing cards that were, you know, it's a fifteen twenty dollar card, and it's you know these cards are spiking to double triple their value you know, over the over the course of the everything opening back up. But what I what I like what I like about Pokemon and uh, trading card games especially is the boxes. You know, you ten nine out of ten times, you'll get the value you put into the box. Mm. So that's that's presuming you're getting your box at, you know, not you know these inflated online prices. These guys that are on uh, Amazon and all that, they're selling brand new boxes for double what you should be paying them for, mm-hmm. just because it's it's Pokemon or just because it's you know Magic or sports cards. It's, a, it's supposed to be a really big set. Yeah, I think that uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, but, you know, the the whole thing about, you know, going down to your your gaming store, your local card shop, your local collectible store is that you get to see the people, talk to the people like yourself. Um, and speaking of which, we're talking to Tyler Garcia here from Crow's Nest on the beautiful Garden Island of Kauai. Now, uh, uh, Tyler, we are up against a little bit of a break here. Uh, when we come back, I want to find out more about your shop. Are you able to hang on? Of course I am. All right. When we come back, we'll have more from Tyler Garcia from Crow's Nest Hawaii. If you want to check them out, go go check out, uh, you know, the, the Kukui Grove Shopping Center and, uh, you know, walk in, say hi to Tyler and tell him, hey, we're listening to you live on the radio. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN Honolulu. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles radio show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. We got Tyler Garcia joining me from Crow's Nest uh, Collectibles on the island of Kauai. And uh, Tyler, before I forget, what's the best way for people to find you? What's the, uh, you know, websites, uh, phone numbers? What's the best way for people to follow you? You can always find us on our Instagram and Facebook, uh, Crow's Nest Hawaii. On Facebook, we're Garden Island Gaming as well. But for phone numbers, way more direct. You can call us at 808-378-378. 2025 and you can find us right in Kukui Grove Center the heart of the heart of Kauai is shopping really uh, that's and the address for that one that's 3-2600 Kamuli Highway and that's Lahui Hawaii and actually for those that uh, know that shopping center is a good size shopping center the the I, I always tell people it's the Ross entrance right that's sort of the 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 sort of best way for them to find you guys yeah we're we're just Within I shot a Ross. As soon as you see the store, you'll see us. All right. So, so tell us a little bit more about the shop. I mean, I'm obviously I was lucky enough to walk in. I got I got a pretty good view. Uh, what are some of the things that you guys are sort of maybe specializing in, or a lot of your customers come in to buy? You know, we specialize really in community. You know, we host uh, community events for almost all the card games that we carry. And we do uh, One Piece is a really popular card game, both for collecting and playing. We do that every Wednesday. Uh, obviously, for Magic, we do Friday Night Magic, and that always kicks off. We've got a really, a really cool group of guys that come and draft and hang out and talk story. And we're, and we're starting to build our Pokemon player and trading community here on Tuesdays. Uh, so besides that, you know, we see people coming and going. You know, if you need a quick, like a quick board game, you're visiting family on the island, 
and you need four or five guys, we got plenty of recommendations for you. We got a bunch. We got. Well, you know, I was going to actually stop you there because actually one of the funny things, one of the reasons why we found your store was because we were there. We were going to be there for an extended period of time. We had family in from California as well as some family from, from Maui as well. But, you know, it was a destination wedding for a family member. And a lot of the family were staying together at these cabins. And that's, again, one of the signature things on Kauai. There's so many different cabins where you can put multiple families together. And, and, and let's, let's face it, there's only so many times you can jump in the water before at some point your body either gets fried or you get tired. So board games are just an awesome way to, to pass the time and still hang out and talk story with families. So we went looking and, and we found your store. And you guys do have a pretty healthy collection of board games. So it's not just... TCG, it's also board games as well. Is that something that you're finding tourists that are coming in to ask for that stuff, or or is it, or, or, or are the locals coming as well? You know, we see a lot of people who, like you, are visiting Kauai and looking for something to do. We get a, we get tourists coming in. A lot of them are, you know, they're island hopping or they're going on to somewhere else. So we carry a variety of small, easy-to-carry games that you can travel with. Some are, you know, for just, you know, you and your partner, some for small families, but then we also carry like the bigger board games for big families. You know, you sit, you know, six guys around a table, all playing, all having a good time, and you know the local the local scene is gradually starting to open up to it because we, we didn't have a board game shop for a really long time. So I mean, a lot of guys when I was growing up, we did Monopoly and Sorry, and you know that's about it. I remember that. No, those were those were the good fun days, and I I remember ganging up on people. <laughs> that's I mean, you know, that's that's kind of the fun of these of these bigger group games. But you, you guys actually have tables in your shop. Are are you guys uh, seeing people coming in to play board games in the shop, or are people playing the, on those tables? Are they playing Magic and you know D and D and One Piece, Pokemon? Is that what they're playing when they're when they're sitting on those tables? Yeah, we have all of those all of those different communities coming in. You know, our, one of our big things that we promote is we promote a safe, inclusive space for our players. So we have tables, you know, uh, DMs and groups for Dungeons and Dragons that come in and like, oh, you need a spot. You know, you're more than welcome to have a table. You know, our, we have a couple of board gamers that come in and talk story and hang out. And we have our we have house copies for almost all the board games that we carry. Oh, we wow. invite everybody to come in, try the game. You know, if you like it, you if you like it, we got the we got a copy right on the shelf for you. You know. It's, good to try and buy especially with some of these board games because some of them look kind of funny but they're all super cool well that's the thing right until you get into it it's hard to know how it plays and it's it's cool that you guys have um sort of house copies like you said uh, on what what you're seeing on Kauai, are you are you seeing a lot of people that are uh buying say coming back to magic and one piece and and pokemon are, are people buying that stuff to collect or are people buying that stuff to play? What what are you seeing in your shop? I, I know you guys have a large collection of singles, and so I know there are people that come in to build decks to compete, but are, are you seeing a lot more collectors or a lot more players coming into your shop, or is it actually 50-50? It's a good, healthy mix. Hmm. You know, the Our first year, well, we knew we saw a lot of players, and these were guys that I've been playing Magic with for years, uh, some of their friends that they told about us, and you know, now we're we're two years old. We're we're establishing ourselves in the community. We're showing that we're here. We're not going anywhere, and more collectors are starting to come in. You know, we we try and keep our prices as fair as we can. You know, and our 
I love that our local community is appreciating us for that. They're taking care of us while we take care of them. Well, no, absolutely. And one of the things I do want to mention for those that are curious, you know, at some shops, they, they like like you mentioned, whether it's online or whatever, their their prices tend to be a little on the higher side. And even for the outer islands, right? Sometimes that's an excuse, right? If it's not on the island of Oahu, if it's on the outer islands, sometimes it's an excuse for prices to be higher. But like I told you in person, and, and I'll tell the entire listening audience here, that the prices were very, very, very reasonable, very competitive. In fact, I wouldn't have thought any different from, from a local card shop on the island of Oahu versus you know, the, the, your shop. And, and I got to tell you, that was an awesome feeling because that means that the Kauai community is being served in, in a really good way. And, you know, having Friday night magic and all that, that's a great way to build community. But I, I got to ask you, in addition to those Friday night magic things, you mentioned other groups that come in. If someone wanted to join a group, is there, could they put the name on a list and, you know, um, have you give it off to a group? Or how, how would you recommend someone on Kauai who wants to get into meeting up with the group? How would you recommend they, they get to know some of the groups that uh, come to your shop? Come and see us. Uh, almost, we have, a, we, have a pot of, we have a pot of Magic players almost every day of the week. And our community is super friendly and very inclusive you know, for our One Piece players. You know, we got guys coming and going and uh, I have the I have the pleasure of being uh, at least close, at least friends with the majority of all of these community members. So I know how to get in contact with people. I know who generally who can who's around, who's looking to play, and I tell everybody. You know, next you know they they find us on Kauai and they're like, oh, I didn't know you were here. I was like, yeah, bring your stuff, come check us out. Wednesdays and Fridays and Saturdays for our Magic players is when we get the most guys coming and going. Uh, One Piece comes and goes all throughout the week. And we're trying to build all of those communities as much as we possibly can. And, of course, we win with One Piece, right? It seems like every time a new set comes out, that's when the craze kicks up to a ridiculous level, just like Pokemon again, right? Oh, most definitely. It's, it's, hard, to keep that, it's hard to keep, you know, packs on the shelf. And we've got we have so many collectors coming in now. And you know, so, or it's got such a healthy player base, you know, everywhere. And, it's remarkable for such a new game how popular it's become. No, no, no doubt. No, we're talking to Tyler Garcia from Crow's Nest on the beautiful Garden Isle of Kauai. And, uh, you know, what, what, are you, what are you seeing as far as the players? Are you seeing um, groups of young players come in? Or is it sort of more like the, the 20-somethings on up? Or are there still groups of kids that actually still play? It's funny. I, I just ran into a whole bunch of kids that were talking to me about their Pokemon collections. They weren't talking about playing. They were talking about their collections it just it just blew my mind i just i remember the days when the younger kids were the ones playing and the older people were the one collecting it, 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 is it is it the same is it on 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 Kauai? Are you seeing a lot of these young kids coming in with collections and it's the 20 somethings and up that are playing it's a little bit of both you know uh-huh. there, there's a few there's a few young collectors out there you know they're just starting their collections they got a they got a collection from their cousin who you know he's not into it anymore so he gives his binder up and there's a bunch of guys that, you know, like, like that are around my age. You know, that that high twenty something. Yeah, that sounds right. That you <laughs> know started collecting when Pokemon first came out, and they never lost that that love for the for the game, for the for the anime, for the series. Same thing with Magic. Same thing with One Piece. You know, it's a it's all ages are playing, but it definitely is the same for collecting. And we're seeing a lot of guys that, you know. You know, their dad collected, so they want to collect. Or their dad played, so they want to play. Their mom played, so they want to play. 
Well, as a as a shop, do you have a lot of people that come in trying to sell? I mean, are you are you a shop that also buys collections? Uh, we do buy collections. We buy singles. You know, we don't have. You know, we're not. We're not. We're we're a small little small little shop on Kauai, you know, out in the middle of the Pacific. Great location. Not the best spot to try and you know figure out if, what card is worth how much money. So we use our online resources. Uh, primarily, we use uh, TCGPlayer.com for all of our pricing for buying and selling our cards. You know, it's funny. Keegan right now is looking at TCG Player, looking up cards that he was showing me. So uh, he, he's he's making like he's paying attention to the interview. He's actually lo- looking at TCG Player right now. I I know what he's looking at. So he's you know he he's in complete agreement with you. Uh, but before I forget, I want to give you another opportunity to to let everybody know um, not only your your website, uh, you know the I mean the the Facebook group I should say, the IG phone number, and even store hours. You know, if someone wants to come check you guys out. Of course, you know, we're open seven days a week. We open at noon every single day, uh, uh, Monday through Thursday. We're hit, we're at the shop till nine o'clock because we got a bunch of we got a bunch of working guys that want to come and play. Guys that you know they want to play Hana at five six o'clock. Of course, or even just want to swing through and grab a couple packs before they go home. So we want to be there for you know for our late workers too. Uh, Friday and Saturday, big nights at Kakui Grove. We usually got concerts or gatherings or events, so we stay open till ten. It's also you know, our big tournament days, you know, Friday for Friday Night Magic, you know, Saturdays we're, uh, ro- we do a rotating tournament for the different card games. We're trying to find new homes for all these communities. And Sundays we take a half day, you know, four o'clock we're getting out of there. But, you know, you can find us every day at Kukui Grove Center on Kauai. You know, that's 3-2600 Kamuli Highway in Lahui. Uh, our phone number, 808 808- Three seven eight two zero two five. Of course, you can find us on Insta and Facebook, uh, Crow's Nest Hawaii. Crow's Nest Hawaii. And tons of free parking because it's a parking, you know, you know, thing that a lot of people worry about, right? There's tons of free parking because it's a shopping center. It's it's very well designed so that there's a lot of parking for a lot of people, and uh, you know, I had no trouble finding parking and coming to visit you guys. Oh, you know what? I forgot to ask you. What's your take on this Lord of the Rings magic sort of melding thing? I, it, it, this is the first time, right? Magic has kind of gone down the rabbit hole of sort of this blended theme thing. What's your take on it? I'm, I'm curious about what a shop guy who's played magic, who's you know around the, the, the game, around the collectibles part, well, what's your take on, on this Lord of the Rings thing? You think it's got a lot of legs to it or you think this is sort of like a gimmick that may go away i don't know if it, it's de- don't get me wrong it's definitely a gimmick but i don't know if it's gonna go anywhere because you know like like all the different fans out there for all the different things you know they aren't only fans for the one thing right you know, guys that play guys that watch football watch baseball or guys that watch hockey watch soccer same thing with card game players guys that play magic you know they they read the lord of the rings or guys that you know play pokemon you know they they watch digimon so i think magic i think wizard of the coast is grabbing a real opportunity by crossing these different hobbies and different interests and it actually drew a lot of new players in oh that's interesting because it's 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 something that people can you know oh that's that's lord of the rings you know that's gandalf that's aragorn and there's cards for these characters and people just gravitate to them on the player side and on the collector side, it's Lord of the Rings. It's, right. 
Right. So it's a worldwide phenomenon. Everybody knows what Lord of the Rings is. And to be able to collect these cards, and they just did such a wonderful job with uh, different arts, and there's a, there's a big mural in the set that you can collect. I think as long as they don't go super nuts, like they're doing one of these every other month, I think it's going to be dead on point. Like this was special enough that it has legs to keep going. I think so. It's It's actually the third or fourth time Wizards of the Coast of Magic the Gathering has kind of crossed a popular series into their game. Oh, okay. Like they did uh, they did The Walking Dead. That's like, You know what? That's right. Years ago, I think. That's right. You're right. I do remember that, yeah. So, so you know, I, I guess like, I thought it was the first time, but it's, maybe it's the first time it was so big that I actually paid attention. <laughs> but, you know, when you say Lord <laughs> of the Rings, I'm going to have to pay attention, even if I'm not necessarily a magic guy. Sorry, you say Lord of the Rings, I'm going to have to pay attention. But it, it, just, it just felt like such a huge thing that people that weren't even into magic, like you said, were talking about it. And so I always wonder, you know, from the collectible side as a guy who's you know, a, a collector, you know, is there, is there something here or is there something that's just a passing fad? And sounds like it's not a passing fad at all. No, I don't feel like this is a passing fad. I feel like this is going to be one of the strongest for a little while because they, they opened with such a strong name and such a strong IP. And on the collector side, they really took care of the people out there. You know, I'm sure Everybody, everybody heard of the one of one ring. You know, right. One print, one of one, written yeah. in elder speech. Looks beautiful. And, and the but stories also, that followed it, right? The grading and all of that stuff. I mean, it seemed like a, a story that wouldn't end. Oh, yeah. It's it's interesting. And I, I can't wait to hear more about it. Like It's going to keep going. People are going to be talking about this for a year at least. Well, you know, we are talking to Tyler Garcia from Crow's Nest on the beautiful Garden Island of Kauai. And Tyler, we are we are out of time here, but I want to give you one more opportunity to say your IG and your phone number, and uh, we'll make sure to send everybody down your direction. That's perfect. Thank you so much for having me on. Real quick, my the phone number you can reach us at, uh, 808-378-2025, and our Instagram and our Facebook, uh, Crow's Nest Hawaii. And beautiful island of Kauai. So anytime you're in Kauai, stop by Kukui Grove Shopping Center, right? That's right. All right. Well, again, truly appreciate having you on and uh, look forward to, you know, having you on more often and wish you all the best with your shop. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me on, Dan. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. That's Tyler Garcia from Crow's Nest, Hawaii. And check them out. Anytime you're on Kauai, it's you know, minutes from the airport. It's it's minutes from everywhere. It is truly right in the middle of the heart of sort of downtown Kauai. So it's super easy. Head on over to Kukui Grove Shopping Center and check them out. When we come back, boy, there's some interesting stuff coming out in the next couple of weeks and also some things that just came out recently that are absolutely worth talking about. If you got products you want us to talk about, give us a ring at 808-296-1420. Otherwise, we'll talk about some new releases. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN Honolulu. The Sports Cards and Collectibles Show's new releases segment is brought to you by MonsterBreaks.com. More breaks, more boxes, less money. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. Uh, you know, Monster Breaks are always, you know, a, a warm guest here. And one of the things that just came out recently was Top's Finest. And there was a lot of conversation about these God boxes and, you know, these, these things with just loaded with gold refractors. I got to tell you, Top's Finest has historically been one of those products that does tend to hold value, which is 
you know, which is a welcome change for some things that, you know, come out and, you know, if it's not prism and it's not a silver prism, it doesn't tend to hold, no. You know, Finest does tend to hold value and Finest, you know, seems to be uh, kind of a fun rip. And I think one of the, ice, the nice things about it is give Tops credit. They really do come out with a pretty nice product. So go ahead and check out monsterbreaks.org um, or monsterbreaks.com. And, you know, they have Tops Finest on there, but Tops Tribute also just came out and it's a really, 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 really interesting product. I, you know, I do think that uh, with any of these Tops products, you do have the opportunity to hit some really huge uh, retired and, you know, these Hall of Fame guys. And uh, sometimes it's cut autographs, sometimes it's relics, jerseys, that kind of stuff. Uh, definitely worth taking a flyer out on because between Topps Finest and Topps Tribute, I think you can't go wrong not only in terms of value that's being held but also in terms of return because it's a very reasonable buy-in. And more importantly, you can use ESPN1 when you're checking out and get 10% off. That's a special that uh, the guys over at Monster Breaks have hooked up for me and my guests. So all of you can use ESPN. You, you can use it one time. ESPN and the number one, 10% off your order. So go ahead and jump on and, and take a look. They, they've got some Bowman still yet, but really, the exciting products right now, Tops Finest and Tops Tribute. Now, coming up in the next couple of weeks, they do have some Obsidian Basketball. It is one of those products I do like a lot, but people get mad at me when I talk about Obsidian for some reason. I just happen to like the Obsidian products. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, though, there, there's kind of an interesting thing happening. 2023 score. Now, why in the world would I talk about score? People always ask me, why are you so excited about score? Only reason I'm really excited about score is that means... 99.9% of uh, the, the, the time when score comes out, we're going to start to see a run of 2023 rookies. And anytime you get a chance to take a look at this particular draft class again, it's a pretty interesting draft class. And if you want to go ahead and hold on to, you know, a bunch of rookies that are, you know, again, a pretty reasonable buy-in score is always a reasonable buy-in. Uh, you know, you're going to have a great chance to get a couple of these guys and hold on to them. And I think that that's got a lot of legs. And again, it's it's sort of fun because score means that the 2023 rookies are going to start to come out. Of course, Topps Chrome Baseball comes out in a couple of weeks as well, uh, as, as well as a bunch of other Pokemon things that we'll actually talk about in the next segment. Uh, but definitely, again, go check out monsterbreaks.com, monsterbreaks.org. Follow them on IG as well. Uh, I, I do think there's a lot of legs with Topps Finest and Topps Tribute. And again, you know, especially with, with these, these relic-type products like Tribute, there's so many opportunities to get some pretty big names. And again, don't forget... ESPN and the number one ESPN one get 10% off your breaks on the site. Uh, we do have a special guest joining me and a guy with a great name. We got Darren joining me on the line. Darren, what a great name. Uh, what, what's your question? Um, hi, thanks for that info on the top finest and top tribute card uh, collections. But um, I ha have recently acquired passed down to me a pogs collection. And I was wondering if you happen to know a place that might be able to, I might be able to unload a someone's serious collection. You know what? That's a really great, great, great question. Um, you know, Darren. So uh, thank you for that. And um, you know, what what I want to think, what, one of the things I want to tell you about with um, with Pogs. So for those that are listening on the mainland, what in the world are Pogs? Isn't that the drink I get when I fly Hawaiian Airlines? Yes, but here's the thing. Pog, passion orange guava, was what they called the milk caps that 
you know, for, for years used to hold the covers onto these milk bottles. So they would, they would pop these off. They had a little staple on them, and there was a little pull tab. Now, if you could save it and make it nice and pretty, you could actually stack them up. They were just a little uneven. You'd use one of them, hit it, whatever flipped over, you got to keep, and so you'd play with your friends. And what happened during this craze in the, in the early 90s is pogs, or milk caps, went absolutely batty. For all the things that happened with sports cards during COVID, pogs was worse. I know it's hard to imagine that, but pogs was worse. And for those that were around to see it, everywhere you turned, there was a new pog. Everywhere you turned, every company had a pog. Everywhere you turned, there was a pog promotion. If you bought a drink here, or if you bought a happy meal there, or if you bought a shoe, got a t-shirt, get, it, there was pog craze. And it did find its way all the way up to the mainland, all the way up around the world, where actually there was a group that formed what is called the World Pog Federation. Uh, crazy as that may sound, it's, it's real. You can look it up, World Pog Federation. So back to your question, Darren. Uh, the, the collection itself depends on a number of things. And I think for those of you that are interested in getting more information on POGs, here's the most basic summary I can give you as far as how to value your POGs. If you have some of the older POGs that have the, the wax cap with the little pull tab and the staple, if you have uh, the foil ones, if you have the, the non-foil, the, the color printed ones, you have to first separate them into the, the wax ones, which are called authentics, and then the generics, which were foil or, you know, say color ink printed. And why it's important to understand that. There were some really big name companies that did, you know, some, some pogs and represented some really big names, including guys like Jordan. So there may be some value in the name that's on there, but believe it or not, most of the value is going to be based on whether it's authentic. And if it's authentic with the wax and the pull tab and all that, the reason it's so significant, well, they don't make them anymore. Um, you know, right now we don't buy milk in bottles with, with pull tabs and all that. And from my understanding, the company that was manufacturing the authentics for the bulk of the craze that occurred in the 90s doesn't even have the machine anymore. I'm not even sure the company's in existence anymore. So... It's, it's going to become eventually much more collectible because it's going to be, more again, more and more difficult to find. And as with any game, it eventually will find its way back to become a fun game that people play, but the authentics won't be able to be created anymore. So as, as far as whether or not you have a, a, a valuable or pricey collection, one of the things I would recommend, Darren, is you know go ahead and bring uh, a bunch of them down to the Pearl Ridge collectible show every second weekend of the month because um, number one I'm there pretty much every month number two uh, I'd be happy to guide you in person based on some of the things that you have and number three I can point you to a few of the vendors that are there who do actually buy and sell pog collections but again first and foremost one of the first things you need to do when you're analyzing your pog collection I never thought I'd be talking about uh during the Monster Break segment, talking about pogs of all things. But when you're, when you're analyzing your pog collection, you got to separate which ones are the authentics with the wax and the, the staple and which ones are generics, which would be the foil and the, the color printed ones. Even if the foil and color printed ones have big names on it, you got to separate those two and that will help then determine what kind of value you're looking at. And in all honesty, there's not a lot of people that buy big collections these days. That's just fact. Um, I do think it is going to come back around. I do think kids are going to start playing with it again because everything finds its way to come back again. Um, but 
you know, it's going to take a little time, and I think it'll be a challenge depending on how many people still have the original wax ones they can play with. So hopefully that answers your question, Darren. If any one of you have any more questions, you know, find you know find me on on Facebook or IG and uh, or shoot us a text over here 808-296-1420. I'm sure they will make sure they get that question over to me. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Radio Show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. We actually have. Keegan with a question, and I, you know, he asked me off the air, and I said, hey, you know what, you, you really should come on and ask that question, because I think it's something that people are going to ask. So go ahead and ask that question. Okay, so the let's let's think about this, because I've been collecting for a little while now, and I've grown my collection a little bit, but the thing is, there's a couple of things that are coming out, and then there's also one that has come out already, but, you know, it's it's up there still in kind of a collection in Pokemon. So my question was, what would you get in this situation? Would you wait for Obsidian Flames to come out? Like, if you're if you're looking at the market right now, are you trying to? Should I go for trying to get Crown Zenith right now? Maybe get a few hits there because there's a lot of nice cards in there. There's a lot yeah. of good cards yeah. in Crown Zenith right now. I will say. Or do I try to wait for like Obsidian Flames that's coming out soon, or the big big one that I know is big in Japan right now, but it's coming out in English soon? I believe in September. September, which right. is Pokemon One Five One. So out of those three, again, Pokemon One Five One. Obsidian Flames are the one that's out right now. Crown Zenith is there one out of the three that I should be going for? You know, you know, this is typical of Keegan to ask a really, really, really long explanation, answer question. You know, like forty minute question and give me you know six minutes to answer it. But but in in in, in short. To, to answer your question, the, the challenge is it depends on what you're going for, of course, as with anything else, right? If, if you're looking at what's coming out, obviously Obsidian Flame coming out in a few weeks, I think um, August 11th, I think that's the target release date. You know, you're talking about the, you know, Pokemon 151 coming out end of September, September 22 is target release date. You know, Crown Zenith, not, not only is it already out, but believe it or not, there are additional Crown Zenith products going to be coming out with a, in a special collection August 18th. Now, I, I bring that up because while I do believe there are some premiums that have been put onto some of the Crown Zenith boxes, I don't think Crown Zenith has started to move yet. I think it will really start to move uh, once this next Crown Zenith uh, special collection comes out August 18th, and then there's really none left. And so if there's none left, that's when you're going to start to see, uh, you know, a, a real move on Crown Zenith. So if you're thinking long term as far as something to not open, I would buy Crown Zenith now before it becomes ridiculous because it's going to start to go up once this last thing goes out. If you're talking about I'm going to rip it no matter what and I just want to chase something, well, there, there's a lot of talk around Obsidian Flame having, you know, a, a nice Charizard in it. But here's the thing. I don't know if there's going to be like a big alt art Charizard worth, you know, thousands of dollars. Um, I'd have to go check the checklist. Uh, and, and with 151, they're going to have a UPC and they're going to have, you know, Mew as a lot of these chase cards. So it just depends on which ones you're willing to chase. Now, <laughs> there's enough excitement around both that I think you're going to start to see prices come out a little bit higher for Obsidian Flame and Pokemon 151 English than some of the two Scarlet and Violet products we've had recently. So again, if you're going to hold the product, I would buy Crown Zenith now because at some point it's going to start to move up and it's going to be soon. If you're just going to rip it, then it just depends on what you want to chase. If you want to chase Charizards, then, well, you know, Obsidian Flame. You know, if you want to chase 
you know, some, something mu related, then wait for 151. It, you know, so it just depends on what you really want to chase. Hopefully that answers your question. And um, I can see you texting, which means I have a funny feeling I'm getting an, a text sent to me with some clarification. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so again, you know, if you, anyone else has any other questions about um, specific products or you have questions about, you know, whether or not you should buy something, by all means, shoot us a, a text at 808-296-1420 or give us a ring. Speaking of the phone lines, we got Luke on the line. Luke, what area are you calling from? Kailua. All right, Luke from Kailua. I got four pizzas here for you. Papa John's, courtesy of Papa John's Pizza Hawaii. Great pizzas. Uh, real simple question. Who is currently leading Major League Baseball in home runs? Shohei Otani. Right. I mean, you you, 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 you had to just, if you're going to guess somebody, you just guess Otani. That is absolutely correct. Go ahead and stay on the line. I heard someone laughing in the background. Hopefully, they didn't give you the answer, so you have to share a pizza. Otherwise, uh, Keegan will uh, grab your information, and we'll get these mailed out to you. Yes, Shohei Otani is actually currently leading the majors in wins above replacement. I mean, that's incredible. He's actually leading the majors as a two-way player in, in war at six and a half. Um, I, you know, interestingly enough, he's, uh, you know, he, he's leading them the, the majors in, in so many different categories, or at least in the top five or top ten in so many categories. It's, it's, he's just having one of those phenomenal years. Now, my, now my million-dollar question, and I do wonder this, if they don't make it to the playoffs, or if they don't even, you know, factor down the stretch, is he still the MVP? Huh. What do you guys think? You know, go, don't you know? Don't don't be afraid. Shoot, shoot us a text. Give, give give me your answer. What do you think? Is Otani the MVP because what he's doing is ridiculous, or or is he not the MVP if they don't at least make the playoffs? And if he doesn't make the playoffs, what team is he on next year? Ah, one of those hmm does make you wonder. And there are quite a few teams that are interested in paying him. You know half a billion dollars for his next contract. He is by by far, by far, you know, the the, the most impressive two-way talent, quite frankly, Major League Baseball has ever seen. And I think what helps is he's so humble and he's so uh, giving with his time. And he's very, 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 very kind to the public in terms of taking pictures. And he, you know, even though he has to work through uh, a translator, he's, you know, quite, quite eloquent when he talks to, to people and and he's so you know calm and collected when taking questions so he, he's got a lot of the good things going for him a lot of the great things on the field of course but a lot of the good things in terms of the pr side and you know i really do wish him the best but he is doing things that quite frankly are just absolutely unheard of just in the world of major league baseball so if you asked me what one player should i buy and i and can't go wrong well Pretty easy. You can't go wrong with Otani. In fact, this past weekend, a lot of people were looking for Otanis at any price point just because it's so exciting to have a guy like that. And they were absolutely right to buy him because, again, can't go wrong with Otani. Uh, you know, congratulations, Luke. We'll get these pizzas out to you. Uh, we'll get the certificates for the pizzas out to you. People are like, wait a minute. We're going to deliver four pizzas to him? No, no, no. We'll get the certificates from Papa John's out to you. So congratulations, Luke. Um, you know, to follow up on a, one more thing, I did get another text asking for some clarity about Crown Zenith. There is supposed to be another special collection product for Crown Zenith that comes out in August, I believe uh, mid-August. Now, why that's important is that's why Crown Zenith has kind of 
held firm as far as value because people aren't going to start moving that price up until all the Crown Zenith products have been released. Now, does that mean there's absolutely nothing going to be released later? Hard to say. Until you see what's in all the tins, we don't know if Crown Zenith may appear in another tin, just like how Evolving Skies made a random appearance. So keep in mind, Crown Zenith is expected to come out August 18th one more time in another collection. After that, I expect Crown Zenith to go up in, in value and up in price. So if you're looking to hold packs for Crown Zenith, I think it's a great, great time to buy. Well, we are fresh out of time here. I want to make sure I thank uh, Keegan on the board there. I also want to make sure I thank my guests, Tyler Garcia from Crow's Nest Hawaii in Kukui Grove Shopping Center on Kauai. Go ahead and check him out. I want to thank all my sponsors and, of course, all you listeners out there. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show, and this is Darren Kimura saying have an awesome week, and, of course, happy collecting.